1: may have heard
0: of us. All right, what's up, Spore Sailing Pirates? This is Stephen, your host with Phantology Podcast, along with my lifelong friend, Ben. And we are talking about Tress of the Emerald Sea, aka Secret Project Number One, from Brandon Sanderson's famous Kickstarter. It came out to uh, Kickstarter backers on January 1st of this year. So we're about a month after release now, but uh, it doesn't come out for two non-Kickstarter backers until April. So we're going to do a few minutes of non-spoiler stuff, what the book is, because I think there's probably plenty of people that are Sanderson fans that didn't back the the Kickstarter. And then uh, once we get into that, then we will talk full spoilers about our opinions for the book. So Ben, what is this book? How would you describe it to someone who did not back the, the Kickstarter and hasn't read it yet? Yeah. Okay.
1: So I would describe it the same way that Sanderson probably would describe it, which is the Princess Bride, like an homage to the Princess Bride, where maybe the damsel in distress actually decides to do something about the situation. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of like one line elevator pitch. And in terms of like everything surrounding it, I like in terms of it being the first part of the Kickstarter and whatnot this like surpassed a lot of my expectations for what I thought the Kickstarter books would be. So I was very pleasantly surprised about that. And even like down to how they delivered, you know, they gave us like a Spotify code and they also gave us like the raw MP3 files and they gave us Mm -hmm. like just so many things that kind of went above and beyond what I expected uh, and made the process, if not as easy as downloading it from Audible, like still remarkably like anybody should be able to find a solution. So I wanted yeah, to kind of cover yeah. that because I, I was really impressed by it.
0: Yeah, it is a little bit disappointing that they had some shipping delays on the actual physical mm-hmm. copies of the book. So I'm I'm still waiting for mine, although they are sending them out now. But, you know, at some point, those things are outside of your control a little bit. And there are delays at every printer that you can possibly um, think of right now. So that's not really Dragonsteel's fault. At all, it is a little disappointing, but on the, on the other, on the flip side, they really did make it so easy. A caveman can do it to yeah. figure out how to get the 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 digital files into a format that you can read or listen or you know however you want to do it. Right,
1: and you know it, you're right with the delays. The important part for me when stuff like that happens is that they're being open about it, right? They're, and they're making mm-hmm. logical decisions as they go. So, for example, they. Uh, are ensuring that all of the Kickstarter patrons are receiving the books first before like non-Kickstarter. So like, to me, that matters more than like, it's unfortunate that there's delays, but the way that they're handling it is almost... Yeah, I think
0: that was a huge uh, uh, plus on their foresight there, because if there were delays, but then the traditional... publishers (laughs) were releasing the books and kickstarter backers hadn't got it yet like yeah that's definitely you know
1: it's funny that we have to give them credit for this because obviously that's what should happen but sometimes what's obvious doesn't always you know happen so yeah
0: yeah so they're doing a great job at dragon soul with this so far as as far as we can tell um but yeah like you say it's it's just important to be honest about what's going on and and let people know uh when you have delays and i think people are pretty understanding so uh yeah other authors. If you're listening, uh, <laughs> uh that would be you know something you could do. Anyway, uh, let's talk about uh, trust. So, like you said, it's uh, it's very similar to Princess Bride. It's a, I would say it's a YA book. Um, okay, it's yeah. it's not the same level of epic fantasy that you've seen with like the Stormlight Archive and Mistborn, for example. But it's still mm-hmm. like heavily fantasy. It's got the Brandon Sanderson world building it's got some plot twists, it's got some fun characters. So kind of all the the typical elements of a Sanderson story are there, uh, but it is in more of this like whimsical setting. Yeah,
1: so if I was to place it, like kind of categorize it along with some of Sanderson's other works, like not in terms of quality per se, but just in terms of like what you should expect, it would be somewhere between Emperor's Soul and Warbreaker. So like it's longer than Emperor's Soul, but it still has like the linear narrative and, mm-hmm. and it has a similar like feel to Warbreaker breaker in terms of like the snarkiness of some of the characters and whatnot. And just kind of like almost the attitude that some of the characters uh, take during the book. So mm-hmm. if you've like read all of Sanderson's works and you're, you haven't read this one yet, then that's kind of what, and, and maybe like with some elements of era two of Mistborn kind of sprinkled in. That's kind of what what I would say you should expect.
0: See, I would say it's more along the lines of like Skyward because you have the mm. female, you know, the younger, teenage female protagonist who is somewhat snarky, like you say, the whole time. Um, yeah, and, I guess I was keeping
1: it to Storm. Or to yeah, Cosmere, to Cosmere yeah. Cosmere, yeah,
0: yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is important to mention that this is a Cosmere book, and one yeah. of the things that I w- enjoyed the most and was surprised the most by was the level of Cosmere connection. I Mm -hmm. thought this was going to be like a few nods to the Cosmere, like, oh, you know, yes, here we are. But no, it's very much Cosmere. There are are dimensions everywhere. Yeah, Yeah, there are characters everywhere. So if you love the Cosmere, which most Anderson fans do, I think you'll really appreciate that aspect of this.
1: Yep, I agree Uh, wholeheartedly. Yeah, even down to like who the narrator of the book is like it's just like it's very entwined with the cosmere
0: right right
1: so so what would you say about the fact that this might be somebody's first introduction to sanderson in terms of like the kickstarter made some splashes made made like a big splash like just in the wider world of non-fantasy people so like say somebody was like found out about this and they wanted to like have this be the introduction like First of all, I don't know. There might be like two people in the world that that's the case for. But like, assuming that, right. that is the case for them, like, how do you think that this book would have worked?
0: I think if you're a younger audience, then it would work. Okay. I think if you're an adult reader, you'd be like, okay, this guy's maybe not for me because <laughs> yeah. it it is written for a younger audience. Not to say that adults aren't going to like it, but if I were to pick up this book and read it, I would, you know, I liked it. Okay. But I would not say, okay, Brandon Sanderson is, you know, my, in my top five authors of all time, right? I'd say like, okay, this guy wrote a book. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get that.
1: For me, it like is a little bit better because the book is doing what it wants to do very, very well. And so if I was like, oh, what else has he written? And I see that it's like epic fantasy. I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. well then that probably does what it's trying to do very, very well as well. You know what I mean? So I, I think I could agree with you in terms of like, maybe if you don't think too much past- So you're things, saying if, oh, you haven't read
0: the... any, if you haven't read any Sanderson before, you read this, you see you see the potential of this right. guy. You're like, oh, he's yeah. written all these other epic fantasy books. Let's try these ones.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I'm trying to think, yeah. think of another good analogy, but like- No, know, I, I think just... that's fair.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, like I said before, the Sanderson elements are there. The world building is really fun. It's a nautical expedition for most of the book. And instead of regular water that they're sailing on, it's a sea of spores that are that you can sail through because of this fluidization process that happens. And there's a really cool video where Sam and Mark Rober actually show you how this yeah. works with real science. And honestly, I wish I had seen that video before reading the book oh, you hadn't it would seen it. help me. No, I read the book first, and then the video that oh, had come out later. Um, it would have helped me visualize it a little bit more. But it's really cool that it's like actual science and it could work.
1: Yeah, see, I had seen Mark Rober's original video. Like, I don't know if it was when it came out, but it was. Oh years no, ago at I, this point. yeah,
0: yeah. I'm not a I'm not as a YouTube savvy <laughs> as you are, so I have never seen that one.
1: Yeah, see, that was that was something I've been, you know, like I've known about for a long time. So uh, yeah. I don't want to give away, like, because we've been able to read the premise of some of the later um, projects or secret or yeah, secret projects mm-hmm. that have come out already. And there's a premise to one of them. I don't want to spoil it because people are very sensitive. But like, there's videos of people doing this thing on the internet that you also haven't seen. So I want to.
0: Which, which project are you referring to? Number four, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think it was number four. Okay. No.
1: Well, I don't know. I We'll, we'll talk about it offline, mm. but I'm just saying okay. that like, it, it there are these like, yeah, magic systems that are based on things that happen in our world that it really does help
0: if, if you've okay. seen it done before. All right, hop on Phantology Discord and then we'll tell you the secrets <laughs> to yeah, the again, real science magic.
1: <laughs> I'm being sensitive to that because like I know that Dragon Steel is being sensitive to it in terms of like, not yeah. wanting to like, reveal titles or whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And maybe, nice. maybe I'll come back to that in the spoiler section. I don't know, but okay. So yeah, Yeah. that was a great video. It was cool to see that crossover between Sanderson and Mark Rober if you were like fans of both for whatever reason. That was really fun.
0: So I'm guessing if you're listening listeners right now, you're probably wondering why I'm like hedging between how much I liked it because I'm talking about the positive things, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, you know, he wrote a book. So my deal with this book was I liked... A lot of it. I like the world building. I liked the um I like the plot for the most part. But the tone and the humor just uh didn't work for me so many times throughout where I was just kind of rolling my eyes and like, okay, you know, this is not a very funny joke. You know, it's just dad joke after dad joke for me. And you know, for some people I think that really does land. And I don't want to offend you and tell you your sense of humor sucks or anything, but it just wasn't really my sense of humor. I like more of the low-key British sarcastic almost biting humor a lot more I think that stuff is funnier Sanderson doesn't really lean into that as much and with this YA tone there was just so much of this you know on the nose kind of yeah yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean yeah yeah oh, totally and that's why I said it kind
1: of reminded me of Miss Bourne era too and that was also like something that you struggled with during that is that yeah it's a lot of it's a lot of Wayne Wayne. humor yeah yeah
0: the wayne the wayne style
1: yeah which i totally get for me i don't know if i like it more than you but does it bother me as much as it bothers you you know what i mean like i'm like okay yeah i could see it's totally fair and i
0: i I feel like a lot of readers are going to really enjoy it a lot of people won't even it won't even bother at all but it was a little grating for me there and i feel like just so many of the jokes just kind of went on too long and i had already decided they weren't that funny see that's interesting
1: because i feel like that happened more in era two than it did in this book i feel like most of these were kind of one off i I don't know we can maybe talk about during spoilers but Mm -hmm. what do you think about the fact that like originally he wrote this like as a present for his wife and so maybe he was just trying to make her giggle
0: you know yeah i think that's fine i mean obviously he did not take himself very seriously and yeah. in writing this book, which is fine yeah,
1: yeah i yeah but in terms of see that's where in terms of decreasing my overall enjoyment it just did you know what i mean like i so i don't want to tell you you're wrong i just like that's no
0: you can, can me, you, you can tell me you can tell me i'm wrong i think a lot of people have read the book and enjoyed the book and will tell me i'm wrong because there are a lot of really good reviews out there but it did decrease my enjoyment i'm going to be honest with my review i would probably overall yeah. give it like a 7 out of 10 Okay, that's fair. And would you say like when you
1: watch like for example The Princess Bride, I feel like I feel like Princess Bride has similar types of humor to that where it's just like uh-huh. some of the gags might run on like a little bit too long like the the whole poison scene or like you know like but if I did this and you did that and you thought that and they, you know what yeah. I mean like to me it's it's striking a very similar tone to that. huh Or like where they both switch to the left, left hand. But like for some reason like when they're sword fighting or sorry they're both sword fighting
0: with their left hand right the church, right. So right like yeah. so
1: these things they might just do they just
0: work better for on screen for you maybe there's probably also the nostalgia of like i watched princess bride when i was a kid and so okay I yeah yeah like I, i've but adults like, were like if,
1: everybody loves princess bride though like it's like universally loved
0: sure i mean i think part of that is it's a cult classic and people watched it when they were younger and I mean, do people do pe- do teenagers now watch it for the first time and love it still? Is is that yeah, a thing?
1: I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. Maybe you're right. But like for me, that maybe might be why like I kind of accepted it a little bit more than I did in Era Two because I feel like in Era Two it kind of bothered me in a similar way as it bothered you. But in this one, it was just like, oh, this is the this is the tone that it should be going for because it is like more of yeah. a fairy tale, more of like an homage to Princess Bride, like so that tone fits a lot better
0: yeah yeah by way of tone yeah the the fairy tale whimsical tone was what he was going for so yeah that that's fine I think I I don't know there's probably some listeners who are probably tired of me complaining about (laughs) Sanderson's humor I just like I like every literally everything else about Sanderson's books except the humor is just the one thing so I guess I have to complain about something if you could like import
1: like Abercrombie's humor into Sanderson's books, you'd be like, yeah,
0: but you know, it just wouldn't work because Abercrombie's humor relies on his like really the contrast dark of the yeah, yeah tone, and you know, Sanderson doesn't have that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, Fair yeah. enough.
1: Okay, so any other like kind of high level non spoilery things
0: that we should talk about? I think that's good. I think if you haven't yeah. read yet, you have at least a little bit of an idea. What would you give it out of ten for your rating?
1: Oh. I don't see how I like have defended and said you should raise it higher but I would also say maybe like for what I was going for like an eight but overall like just enjoying it maybe like a seven you know hmm. but but that's good Sounds because like we I was, have
0: different we have different scales maybe yeah maybe I, I, need, I need to lower mine to a six <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah because for me I was worried that the secret projects were gonna be We've talked about this analogy before, but like that there were going to be like the Disney plus Marvel TV shows where they're just like yeah. filler content in the overall universe. And I was very pleasantly
0: surprised that this was not, I, d- I didn't feel like this was that. Right. I mean, obviously he's, he's not spent as much time on the secret projects as he has on his yeah. other books. He's releasing sure. four of them. He wrote them all fairly quickly. I mean, yes, he's, he's an accomplished published author. He's done several drafts through them and everything but they don't have the same. Right. They He's not like beta test yeah. reading them for. Yeah. He hasn't you know. planned these out for years. They just kind of came. So I think it's fair to expect more of like a Disney plus level here. And yeah, I think I was also, this also exceeded my expectations. Yeah. So that's kind of what I
1: um, can't believe you with. And also, like, just again, in terms of if you don't want any spoilers, but you kind of want to know what you're getting into, again, think like pirates uh like our big theme of it and like uh like a YA pirate princess bride book is what kind of what you should go into expecting it yeah yeah okay all right so spoilers so if you don't want spoilers stop listening now you know we'll just take the hit and retention you know that's fine. all right <laughs> gloves are off yeah
0: okay so um what were some of your favorite parts of the book
1: so first of all I loved that Hoyd was the narrator and that
0: I, I recognize that that probably played into like a lot of the humor. yeah, that was the whole problem, right? Like, yeah, and honestly, I like so the hoid wit type of humor, which is present in a lot of Stromat Archive. I really like that incarnation of his humor, but the crazy, like, unhinged hoid humor here was just yeah, it's a little...
1: okay. So, there's <clears throat> the difference between hoid as a narrator of the story and. Ho- Hoyt yeah, I guess the, that's true. That's true. Right. So, because to me, like, the Hoyt is the narrator of the story, like, when he would, like, take, like, break the fourth wall and tell you to shut up or whatever. Like, yeah. To me, that, like, really fit with his uh, Stormlight Archive persona. Uh, for some reason, it didn't
0: for me. I don't, I don't know why. It's just now you're the one being made fun of or what, you know? Yeah. Maybe I don't like that. <laughs> the whole thing where he called everyone Doug and kind of went on for that for a few pages, like, I didn't think that was that funny. Yeah. I don't I I could I've heard people really didn't like
1: the Doug thing. I thought it was like a kind of a unique way to say, oh, there's background characters that we're just not gonna care about.
0: I mean, it's convenient, but I felt like it went on for too long where he was talking about like every society reaches every a point where like yeah, Doug is the it's like, okay, that's I don't see why that's funny. But see to me that's more of like
1: a Terry Pratchett type. Like, I don't know, just kind of like Let's take this, uh, like social, like I don't know, insight and like make it Mm. this kind of like light, frivolous thing. I haven't read too much of Pratchett, but that's kind of
0: yeah. I mean, it did have some kind of like almost bizarro type tone elements or kind of like series of unfortunate events or the yeah, just these really strangely toned books. I, I don't know, the tone was a little it was whimsical at times, but other times it was kind of all over the place where it tried to be poignant and it was for like a second. And then there was a, there was a silly joke and Miss Era too did the same exact thing. So I guess that's my, maybe that's, that's my deal a little bit more is I would like more gradual uh, tone transitions.
1: I can see that. So one, I think that for me, the very first part of the book was by far my favorite, which seems like funny to say. Like before, Tress even left the island. Like mm-hmm. I loved the, um like I loved her and Charlie's like cute little romance in the beginning, where they like said that they're like each other's gloves. Like I thought that was super cute. I really liked, like even when Tress's dad was like going around convincing people to like help Tress like escape, and like he's playing darts, and like instead of aiming for the dartboard, they're like aiming for the knots on the wood that like <laughs> symbolize the private areas of the king. Like that that was all just like, I could totally see this like, this like little town and community. And I really enjoyed that. And even like painting the king out to be like this, just like hilariously evil dude who's like willing to sacrifice his son and for like, to get like a better, you know, like better son-in-law. Like just all these things really, really worked for me.
0: It reminded me a little bit of Hearthstone and Kaladin in their little village there
1: oh yeah I could see that
0: but yeah I I I did like that part
1: yeah so I I was kind of sad that we didn't get to go back there at all you know what I mean uh I guess we did kind of yeah
0: but the very end but yeah yeah Yeah, I thought it was a strong start
1: yeah strong start and even like how Tress escapes had like the typical Sanderson switcheroo where oh you know like she's not the person in the in the thing she's the the inspector like that was a mm-hmm. cool little twist like I don't know that was all very clever and so for me like it started off very high and then I'm like okay now we're on a ship we're gonna like you know pirate about so I enjoyed that part a
0: lot and then when we go into the pirating about parts I did think the book slowed down quite a bit through this middle section where they were just kind of like continually on the ship and just like advancing to the next level of understanding the magic and the next level of yeah. going into the different types of ocean. And it was fine, but there wasn't, I didn't feel the urgency mm-hmm. in doing it. Like the whole time we were trying to say Charlie, but you know, who knows what's going yeah. on there. There was no and like, like countdown. The or, they, yeah. Well, the they, dragon yeah. was, the dragon was cool. The, the dragon
1: think. was cool. Yeah. But it's just like, what's, and uh, again, like that almost has like a Hobbit feel to it though. Um, where it's like, they have like this destination and then they just spend a lot of time, like walking around trying to get to that destination, you know what I mean? So it kind of has
0: that. And I, there was some urgency added with the, the captain crow, right. Being kind of evil and the the trust was winning over the, um, the admiration in respect of the crew, like all those things were kind of moving towards some kind of goal, but I mean, like the crew rescues more... her
1: at the end,
0: like all of that. Like, yeah, yeah out. I mean, like it, it all kind of worked, but through this middle part, it just didn't. There wasn't like a, I never felt concerned for the yeah. ultimate. There wasn't a
1: plot device that was urging things, yeah,
0: necessarily. But at the same time, like, should there have been? It's a YA book, and you kind of figure that, like, with this type of tone, it is going to work out. When you're watching The Princess Bride, like, is he going to rescue the princess? Like, yes, obviously, right? So are we going to yeah. rescue the to Prince? Yes. Obviously we will at the end. So it did fit the tone. I don't, I don't know if I'm, if this is a complaint or just kind of like a remark on the way these types of stories work. Yeah,
1: no, I could see that. Fair point. I think, uh, but for me, some of the highlights in the middle were a kind of uh, having like Huck's deceit, you know, like that's his name, right? Not. It's, yeah. The Yeah the
0: mouse version of charlie yeah uh-huh.
1: exactly uh yeah. that was pretty cool i did enjoy i also enjoyed like the chandra that we we're you know coming mm-hmm. to meet and find a doctor yeah yeah i also enjoyed tress playing around with the magic system and like i kind of wish that we had like gotten to see her control the spores a little bit more throughout mm-hmm. it like i thought that was really cool yeah
0: it did it's a magic system that has a lot of potential is very unique once again. It's amazing us Anderson continues to do this, and yeah, it is something that you almost like wish would be continually relevant, so maybe he'll yeah. bring it back in and something else in the future. I, I don't know, we yeah, well,
1: we know that the athers are important,
0: yeah, 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 true, but we don't really have a sense of how they work exactly. I mean, we've seen them in one other thing that I won't yeah. say. And and it's it's fairly different than what right. we've seen here, yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Let's see what else worked. I I also like one of my, the most cinematic scenes for me was like Tress walking from like ship to ship, you know, like mm-hmm. not knowing when she's or
0: if she like the,
1: uh, you know, the sand is going to start fluidizing yeah. again.
0: See, I and, wish I had seen the Mark Rubber video before that. I would have yeah. I would have understood that a little bit more. Yeah, fair enough
1: let's see and then obviously the dragon was really cool and like her little like realizing that oh i can just say that i brought this, the dragon this second like the dragon doesn't care yeah. who brought who it's just who's yeah know, yeah yeah that was like cool. that was super uh-huh. yeah
0: super cool it was it was nice that that really worked the dragon itself uh zixis Z- zixis whatever i mean that was like our first real extended look into a, a dragon here in the in the cosmere and we know that they exist and Describe, did we ever know the drag- that
1: they exist like uh, apart dragons? From
0: words of Brandon, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. we've we've seen one on screen one other time that I, I can't that I probably shouldn't say, okay, okay, yeah, you can tell me after, but not then. not like explicitly described in the same way where you know the oh, I got you, I got you, scales they, yeah, and, okay, you got okay, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Anyway, so, I mean, dragons are, you know, like Sanderson's favorite creature. He said he's always wanted to do stories with dragons. And so we finally see one and, and it's cool. And it's, I, I mean, I kind of like these types of dragons where they are these wise, sentient beings and but also are not super altruistic and are kind of yeah. out for themselves. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that
1: really worked. And it did, it felt a little shoehorned into it, but still like, Cool. I one thing I mean
0: made, it, they did they definitely needed like in this Princess Bride story, they needed like the landmarks along the way, like yeah, the yeah, objectives yeah. that they have to pass. And so that was what the story needed. Yeah. One thing that I
1: wish was a little bit more clear is the motivations behind the the big bad sorceress. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, th- that was just kind of like
0: I yeah, felt like the, that was uh, the launcher.
1: Oh yeah. I didn't realize that. Well, I guess I
0: did. But yeah, she she was using, she was drawing the, she was using the Andor, right?
1: Yeah. But now I kind of assume that like investiture power is just, I don't know, like, do you have to be a native to?
0: I mean, she's definitely, she's definitely launching. We've actually seen her before in secret history. Her name is, is mentioned there. She's one of the, like, Ire Erie whatever group that was doing something in secret history. Anyway. Yeah, thing definitely a, yes. a very Obviously, minor.
1: Yeah, we we might need to do another video of every cosmic connection interest or something like that because I did not pick there's up a lot. On, a lot of these things. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean to be fair, I had to. Usually, when there's a cosmic connection, I will just search it and make sure, like, okay, this is what I need to know.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Well, maybe we need to be that search for people. So yeah, I think all that worked really well. So I think you know, setting aside. You know we talked a lot about the humor but i think that the book you know up taking that out like just did really really well with a lot of it um i liked mm-hmm. the fact that um check ended up
0: being charlie i thought that was like cool yeah and did that- you did you see that twist coming was that like a
1: no again sometimes so some, like when i'm reading a stormlight book i'm like actively theorizing throughout it and like trying to figure it out and like i've been able to yeah. f- call some of the bigger twists you know what i mean But this book, I just like almost intentionally put myself on autopilot because A, I knew I wanted to read it relatively quickly and B, I just figured that's how it was meant to be read was just kind of like on
0: autopilot. So yeah, I didn't see it coming. That's fair. Yeah. I I was probably the same. I don't think I was really actively diving into like, Oh, how is this going to work out? I was mainly just enjoying the story. Yeah. So, but I thought it would have
1: been crazy if, for example, if, they like when she kind of went off with fake Charlie, I thought that could have been cool. Like in terms of like, Oh, you kind of like a twist on the fairy tale. Like, Oh, I did grow and he didn't. So now I saved him, but we're not compatible. Like Um, again, that's not Sanderson's style, but I would have given a lot of props to him if he had done it that way.
0: That would have been a crazy subversion. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. I don't think it would have worked in this story. But it people would have been mad, like people yeah. would have
1: been like, "What gives?" You know? Yeah. But again,
0: but. I think it would have made for a really interesting story, but I think it would have needed to have been set up a little bit differently, or not quite had. Well, as it kind of was, of was, though. Of it kind tone. of was. That's the thing. It's like
1: she was feeling like that was one of the big themes of the book was her changing, right? Like, oh, I'm right. not this timid little girl anymore. Oh, oh, like, oh, I can actually ask for things. Oh, people are willing to do what I tell you know what I mean like she's growing you don't
0: yeah but then you don't really have the like the happy ending that you're promised well
1: that's fair I'm just saying that like it was set up in terms of her personal growth to do that Mm -hmm. maybe not in terms of like the whimsical fairy tale tone but in terms of yeah you know yes that's fair Mm. and whereas like you don't see that but you don't see any growth for Charlie on screen you you just see right. him trying to sabotage the journey, and right?
0: Being scared of a cat, you know. Right. And you're just kind of told at the end, like, oh, Charlie has also changed and now they're compatible. Right. Yeah. They've, they they've changed in different but compatible ways. Mm-hmm. So um, which is I mean, which is good. I'm glad that Charlie has changed. Otherwise, he definitely would not match the this new version of chess. Right. What did you
1: think about Hoyd kind of stepping in and saving the day because he had an excuse to?
0: You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I thought that was cool. You know? Yeah. yeah. Hoyt actually throwing down a bit. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I guess one question that I have and maybe Cosmere, um, people that people that know more can answer this, but I don't know where in the timeline this falls. I assume it's kind yeah. of like far in the future of the Cosmere because of the technology that the, the, the source Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean that, that makes me think we're way well into the future probably yeah probably further than any other published book we've seen so far yeah
1: yeah yeah I think so I mean it's crazy because yeah yeah I I, I've got to say you're right it's just crazy that like Hoyt could just be still up to just doing kind of random stuff at that point yeah I mean
0: (laughs) yeah yeah Hoyt is fun in that he's got these big goals that we kind of know about but he also doesn't take them nearly as seriously as you feel like he should as the yeah. reader, <laughs> but it, at a lot of levels, that's just kind of fun. Yeah.
1: But like, you're wondering what he was trying to get from the, I, I read the, the wicked witch.
0: Yeah. Like why was he cursed in the first place?
1: Well, yeah. Cause he was trying to get something from her or something. I don't know. Like, yeah,
0: honestly, I do not remember the details of how that went down yeah
1: i think it was just he went there to try and achieve something or whatever and didn't take it as seriously as he should have and she beat him
0: all right well second round but uh, it was a fun
1: yeah it was a fun curse though like of him being able to not say what's in his mind or whatever like that's pretty cool and like the classic like oh let's think about ways that we could subvert that you know like so anything Mm -hmm. he does talk Mm -hmm. about means that it's not there yeah so yeah but sometimes yeah, there, there were there were a lot
0: of really nice things in this book
1: cannonballs I, being like different like different styles of like artillery yeah, and stuff like that yeah, was your, most fun classic
0: sanderson magic science lecture about how the cannonballs are gonna work with these different types of magic that was cool yeah all right well uh do we want to do let's do a worst of the best do you okay i i have i have an example i have one yeah okay, you start the worst of the best. With so many exemplary moments in this book, it's almost unfair to nitpick. But that's the segment. It's the pimple on the princess, the stain on the satin, and the terror before the triumph the unfortunate portion of an otherwise stellar performance. Someone has to point it out. Okay, so the one thing that I really enjoyed but there was like one aspect to it that made me uh not like it quite as much was the world building, which I loved for the most part, but there was no map and I really would mm-hmm. have loved a map to be included. And I'm I'm hoping that the box that they send out with the book will have a map in it, but I kind of don't think it will because otherwise they would have just put the, you know, the digital map in with the ebook and everything. Yeah, so I like maps. I would have liked to see this. You always love maps. You know, the different rings of the of the different uh, you know, seas and colors and everything. It would have made for a really beautiful map, but maybe uh maybe Dragon Soul's a little too busy with, you know, the hundred other projects they're doing and they they weren't able to slot in a map for this book,
1: yeah, but you're right, like in terms of when you're whenever you're navigating somewhere, it always helps to have a map, yeah, yeah,
0: especially for this one where it's basically a travel log, it would be nice to say, okay, they've got to go one, two, three, and then they'll make it,
1: yeah, yeah, um, okay, so my I've already done like a few that probably could be worse of the best. I'm gonna say that my worst of the best is probably probably the pace of the book again like we talked about like Mm -hmm. i i think it was really good in the fact that like the beginning was really good and i thought that the end like obviously had the like a typical like standard lunch type style of events but so Mm -hmm. it was really really good and i thought that basically everything after the dragon worked really well but there's just that like middle part where it was just a little bit slow like what do you point out where it's just yeah like could have probably cut out 50 pages of the book
0: yeah they needed that middle part to introduce this to the magic more to introduce us to and really to the characters yeah more. yeah yeah but maybe it could have been there could have been like one more thing to really kind of increase the urgency through that part
1: that's what, and that's kind of a stretch for me because i real worst of the best would have probably been like the motivation behind the wicked witch and stuff but like that's you know we've, we've already talked about those
0: things okay so there's our review of Tress of the Emerald Sea. It's kind of, uh, it, this is going to be a fun year because in two months we have another Sanderson book coming yeah. out every three months. or Actually, wait, yeah, yeah, two months. It'll be beginning of April. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to
1: be back here again.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right, well, thanks, Ben. No problem. See you later. that's it